This week on Erotic Awakening, polyandry, master between jobs, and unnecessary porn quotes. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening. When? When? Right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about, well, actually, we have a great interview with with D20 Dom yes. on polyandry, which is the idea of one woman, multiple men. So instead yes. of a one penis policy, perhaps they're going to have a one pussy policy. That's what it sounds like. So talking to her, so, you know, and, and she does a great job explaining it. So we'll let her explain it and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, we've also had her at BTL, wasn't it? Yep. So she was a presenter at BTL. If not, I'm thinking it was last year mm-hmm. so or 2017, actually. So, yes, this time marches yep, by. Yep. So I think it was 2017. Is this the first podcast of 2019? It is indeed. And already we've gone off topic. And we're marching close to 10-year anniversary of the podcast. Got to do something about that. Yeah, absolutely do. So we've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> Other than that, we are also going to be talking, uh, we also have some sexy truths and a totally unnecessary selection of porn quotes. <laughs> but before we get there, I see you have a question of the day. I do. So this was actually sent to us just a little while back. Okay. So I don't know if they're still in this situation or not, but here we go. So I've been listening forever and adore your podcast, by the way. And for those I on, that can that see it, there. there's a little, little there's a heart. heart right there. Yes. So I've been listening forever and adore your podcast, by the way. Anyway, so my husband, Master, uh, we are in a 24-7 DS relationship. I'm his submissive pet, which has been an amazing journey and we're very happy. An issue is arising as my Master is the type to really love his work and he's between jobs And it seems he's feeling emasculated and not into being his masterful self, as I'm the only one going to work every day, bringing home the bacon. I do everything I can to express my appreciation for things he does at home and with our children that help make my life and working life better and easier. How can I help him feel he is still my master when he is between jobs? That's basically the question. Well, well, you and I have definitely been in that position. And... You should have advice because for a, ma- a while I was a master who did not have a job and you, uh, you were the only one bringing home the bacon. It's true. So um, we, gosh, that was near the beginning. That was like mm. in the first couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Kinda, that was kinda, quite yeah. early in our relationship, relatively speaking. Yeah. So how did you deal with that? Did, did I did, did I appear to be emasculated? Did I have trouble? I feel like you had a little bit of trouble, but there was a whole combination of things going on, right? So the day you got laid off, we signed for our first home. Mm -hmm. We moved the kids from being three minutes from my work to being 40 minutes from our, from work. So now you're home with the kids all day and I have to drive 40 minutes to get home from work. So not only am I home later, but you know, now yeah, so there, there was a bunch of things going on at the same time when, when getting laid off. So, man, the only thing I remember doing is just keeping in my mind that you are master and treating you like that, mm-hmm. right? So it can get easy, especially if you have a dominant personality. And, and I feel like I have a dominant personality yes. somewhat. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> but I'm your slave. Mm-hmm. So I have to remember not to start taking charge of everything just because I'm the one going out to work and then coming home and still feeling like I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. So we ended up having, did we carry over that ritual? Yes. 
So we carried over the ritual that we had because before Dan was laid off, we also worked at the same company. So, and worked together Mm -hmm. on projects and stuff. So when we came home, we developed this ritual so that we could switch. Not that we were never not master and slave, but sometimes it's hard when you step across that threshold to remember, "Ah, now we can relax into our roles completely. Mm -hmm. So we would go to the bedroom. We'd tell the kids to leave us alone. We would go to the bedroom and we would take off all our electronics. And that was the time of pagers and phones and whatever. So we would take all of that off. And then I would just kneel for you. And sometimes you would put my collar on for a little bit. Sometimes you would just place your hands on my shoulders or around my throat a little Mm -hmm. bit. And we would just breathe together. And that would kind of shift us enough to where we could fall into those roles. And the kids knew that things was the house was a happier place if we just had those few minutes in the bedroom as soon as getting home from work. Mm -hmm. So we carried that over when you got laid off. So that when I got home, I wasn't automatically in a mom mode or whatever. And, you know, take charge, take charge. And it reinforced for me that you were still confident that I was your master. Absolutely. So So for the perspective, in case master is listening or a master in the same Mm -hmm. situation is listening. um, Tough titty, you know, fuck up. Uh, really, being a master, are you, are you the master of your job? Are you the master of industry, right? Are you the master of your slave because you have this profession or because you're bringing home bacon? Chances are, if those are the reasons you're master, then you are in fucking trouble. What you probably are a master is because that person trusts you and is mm-hmm. devoted to you and has expressed faith that you are the leader. Leader doesn't mean that you have the the job or making the most money or anything. Right. Now you have to go out there. You have to be doing what you can to get another job because a job is an important function of keeping the family healthy, keeping the situation valid and, and you know, moving forward. Right. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you can't not, you can't beat yourself up for things that are out of your control. Control right. you can, shush slave, control you can and simply be in control of what you can. And that includes being in control of your slave. So if that means in my case, when I was home, unemployed, laid off from my company, my slave went off work every day. She brought in all the money. I watched the kids, but I watched the kids in a intentful, intentional, dedicated manner. I said, this is my job right now, watching the kids. I made dinner. That was my job, making dinner. Just a matter of keeping balance in the perspective, right? It is my job. It is my slave job to take care of me. It is my job to take care of the relationship. And in this case, taking care of the relationship meant I took care of the the home aspect of it, as well as I continued to stay focused on looking for that next situation. Um, and that's all you got. That's all you can do. And the other thing I would recommend for both of you is reach out to other people in your peer relationships, right? Um, I reached out to other masters and I said, you know, uh, I'm the master, she's the slave, but I'm out of work. Am I supposed to take out the cat litter? Do I take out, do I make dinner? And I got their perspective and they reminded me to let my, you know, push my ego aside. It's not about um, what title you have. It's what kind of time do you have? And I had more time to make dinner. So I made dinner and I wasn't the most competent cook in the world, but I did what I could. Right? Yes, sir. So, so I hope that helps and we'll throw the question out on our Facebook group as well so that we can get some responses to Absolutely. it and see if anybody else has some clue. But um, like I said, I highly recommend a ritual as well as something physical that you can do. But again, like Don said, tell us what you think. Head over to the Facebook page, Erotic Awakening Podcast. 
all one word. Tell us what you think. Awesome. Don, before we go any further, I came across a post on the Reddit. Um, with the Reddit. With the Ask Reddit <laughs> was, and I thought this would be fun to take a quick glance at. What is a great quote that you heard in a porno? And right before we started the podcast, <laughs> I asked you to look at that list and write down a great quote that you heard I in a porno. I hope porno. it's porno. Okay. I hope it's not the same quote. I would be, there was a lot stunned. of quotes in there. Yes. There's a lot of quotes in there. I wouldn't be that stunned to be honest with you. I actually wanted to think of one from, um, uh, we used to have bad porn and brownies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Space. So there was a lot of bad, bad porn and a lot of it was parodies. Uh huh. So like Batman and the Ninja Turtles and all that type of stuff. So, but I couldn't remember, mm -hmm. I couldn't remember anything. So the one I've got is look, I can talk or I can suck cock, but I'm not a fucking ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I like that one too. <laughs> That's a lot better than mine, as a matter uh -oh. of fact. <laughs> um, mine is actress looks out the window. Hey, you, get the F off my lawn. Cuts a man holding a giant wooden letter F in the front yard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and that was it. That was and the whole thing. It. And that was all the porn? Yes. <laughs> um, so there you go, porn quotes that tells you what we get off to. Wow. You uh, know what? I usually turn off the sound so I don't hear any quotes. I, as you know, um, when I watched, when I looked for porn, um, I would specifically look for, there used to be compilation CDs, DVDs, mm -hmm. where you can get like 15 scenes where all the bullshit, all the acting was cut out. Yeah. And it was just the sex. Nice. And it would cut to the next one and cut to the next one. And it was just the sex the whole way through. See, I like that too, unless it's too long. Like right. if the scene is too long. Now that's one thing they did do at Bad Porn and Brownies is if the blowjob was too long and they were just, oh my God, and that's all they were doing. They'd fast forward it to Benny Hill music. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> to get to the next scene. And, you know, uh, speaking of the Reddit, um, Really, I don't know how Kink Academy and some of the other groups do it with paying for porn nowadays. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's between um, Pornhub, which you mm -hmm. could basically watch for free if you don't mind the ads. All the pictures and little video clips you can imagine are out there on Reddit oh, on the yeah. different groups. And Pornhub, I mean, they've got clips from kink.com. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's some good shit. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know how porn industry stays in business. I don't know. Um, but, or at least the paid sites. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll... Oh, you know what? We actually met here at the space the other night. We met somebody who... Well, actually, it was really neat. Um, our podcast studio is actually at the space. And we had mm -hmm. a, a play party the other night. And we had three people sign up for memberships. Two of them looking at the studio going, Oh, I listened to the podcast. So this is where you guys record. Uh, one of them is... A, or was at some point in her life a stripper. And we're going to have her on the show okay, and talk, through, awesome. talk about that. Yeah. Not really related to porn so much, but I don't fun. know what the segue there was at all, to be honest with you. So <laughs> let's just move on. The Random Erotic Wickener Instagram follower of the day is mgear615. So find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as at Erotic Awakening. Dawn, it is time to pull a sexy question of the day. Or that is to say a sexy, sexy truth. Truth. Okay. Yes. Let's see. That's the mm -hmm. thin ones, right? Aha. Uh -huh. Well, this is actually an interesting one. I don't know the answer to this. Uh-oh. You have to go first this time. 
we just did sexy dares right before we recorded the podcast, and I went first. And I lost, as a matter of fact, that episode of Sexy Dares. Uh, I gotta think about this one. So you said I'm going first, huh? Do you want me to go first? That won't help you think. It won't help me think. Well, Dawn thinks about that. I will tell you that the Sexy Dare podcast is higher rated than Erotic Awakening. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Dawn, that is all the, the time I the get. Time you get. Do you still need to think about it? No. I. You read it and ask me the question. Why is it so hard? I know, but I'll end up answering it as well. I'm sure. No, I'm just asking you. Answer, ask okay, if I'm just asking you, then I was thinking I had to answer no, this. No, 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 no. Okay, so Dan. Yes. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done while masturbating? The weirdest thing I've ever done while masturbating. I'm going to suggest that it is masturbating while I was driving a van on a delivery late at night while I had been... Um, the night started prior to that. I think I went to, I used to have a route in New Jersey and they used to have these little um, porn shops where they would have live people inside and you get in there and you put oh, your money cool. in, the window pops up. Anyway, I visited one of those. Yes. I believe if I remember correctly. And then I jerked off while I was driving a van. Wasn't that, was that a trip that was from Maryland to Jersey? Yes. Yes, I you, remember you, that job. Yeah. Okay, I remember that job. That would be the weirdest thing I've ever done. Right. I mean, it's one thing to to self pleasure or masturbate when you're the passenger, right? When you're the driver, you know they talk about don't text and drive, <laughs> don't masturbate. And yes, drive. where's that sticker? Where's that <laughs> ad campaign? Don't flap and drive, flap and drive. Don. I, this is actually kind of interesting to me right now. Okay. I, I don't know the answer. To I, I suppose. Do you want to answer that one? Oh, well, that probably would have been today. What? <laughs> I don't know if it was the weirdest thing, but the only thing I can think of at the moment is, is I had to take the cat out of the room. She was, she was very interested. Are you telling our, our poor studio audience that you are self-pleasuring today? Before yeah. the podcast? Yeah. And the cat was watching? And the cat was watching. And you couldn't handle the cat watching? And it involved buzzing. Uh. So, so she's like, what's going on? <laughs> I, I, I want to. So, and, and it's like, oh, God, can't do this. I had to pick her up, take her out of the room. I can, I, I can, I can see that. Because <laughs> she got closer. It was Dharma, and she doesn't usually get close to me. Right. But she really the little was buzzing like, noise is really interesting to her. But she wanted to know where the mouse. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Don, I hope this is not at all related. Okay. What is number one on your sexual bucket list right now? Oh, number one. No, she is not on my Good. bucket list. Um, right now, I literally do have a bucket list, and DP is still at the top. DP stands for? Double penetration. Okay. So You've done double penetration, though. No, there's been an attempted double penetration. Okay. Toys don't count. You've done toys with me a lot. Yep. But you want so, two, two guys, actual yeah. cocks. Yes. Okay. And it's been attempted. Well, there you go, podcast listeners. <laughs> but the bed was too soft or too low or too something. It was the bed that was too soft? Well, yeah, actually it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, podcast listeners, your podcast challenge of the day. Oh, we've said that many times. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Well, the problem is, is that if I really wanted just a DP, 
I could go to a swing club, lay on a bed, yeah, have condoms, and get a DP, mm-hmm. right? Problem is, is that I just, it's not just the act, right? right. It's like I've got to know the people or something, and there's not too many people no, that but, I know that but, are willing to cross swords. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I've had a couple of different situations where it's been more than one female person and me at a time. Mm-hmm. And, but it's always been me and two females, not a three person orgyish thing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're pretty close, but I always feel like if I wasn't there that, the, well, you know what? Maybe that's not true. Maybe that's my fault because I have a card in my room right now that says, We've talked about this before and damn it, it was actually, we actually had a moment where that could have happened if something else hadn't happened. Uh, had that something been to do with moon time or something? No, oh. no, no. It had to do with um, an incident that happened that threw my head completely off. Was, did it involve a cat? No. Okay, we'll we talk were, about it later we were, then. We were at an event and said female was at our house. Were we at the event or were we at the house? We were at the event. She was at the house. She was at the event too. We were running said event. It's always tricky to to be naughty mm-hmm. when you're running an event. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Okay, good. It clicked. Yes. I didn't want to give too much inform- more information. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> anonymity is not something that we reserve for each other, but for our occasional <laughs> people we talk about, it is. Don, we have a number of new subscribers to the newsletter, we including Angeli and Jelly. And how do you say Ange- that? In- Angel. I would say Angel. Angel from LA, mm-hmm. Las, uh, Louisiana. Oh, okay. I was thinking LA, like LA, California, but it probably is Louisiana. And then Base Instinct, Instincts from Pennsylvania. Brady from Philadelphia. Trelaney. From Indiana. And Sophia from Michigan. Woohoo, Sophia, we got that one. <laughs> <laughs> the others are all kind of spelled a little different. Get your EA shout out. Head over to eroticawakening.com and find a link to the EA newsletter, and you too will get your shout outs and not get a newsletter that we don't put out very often. I did put a newsletter out in the last month because oh. we're funding the book. Absolutely. Which so book would that be? That would be the Polyamory Toolkit. You were up till 2 a.m. the other day. I was. Wrapping so, that puppy up. Wrapping it up. So it is written, ready to go to the editor, and sitting in their lap. By the time you listen to this podcast, it will probably be the last chance you get to not only get the book, but also get the cool perks like the T-shirts, yeah. the bookmarks, the journal, the art that one of our local people did mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, there's as only part of the rewards. four days left. So You'll like it. Go get it. <laughs> Uh, what else, Don? We watched uh, just about getting ready to get into our actual topic, our interview. Oh, oh, but don't forget that thing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one of our podcast listeners, and I will maintain your anonymity, sent us some information about a TV show called Gary and His Demons. Yeah, it seems to be from Canada or something. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and we watched an episode. Oh, my God, I laughed my ass off. Mm-hmm. So that was <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Because it starts <laughs> off, uh, I don't want to give away too much about this one. It starts off with a uh, scene where a tentacle creature is doing a lady, as they like to do. <laughs> and um, Dawn started off watching that going, oh, that's kind of hot. And then 
it became a laughter thing because it was actually uh, pretty funny. It was great. And then it took a twist that was, totally. It, oh, it took a weird twist. But um, in the middle, he was doing a porn, but he had cold tentacles. <laughs> so he busted out laughing yes. and called cut. <laughs> uh, it was quite hilarious. Thank you very much for turning us on to that show. I'm always down for learning, finding these shows. That one's going to be one of my favorites now. Yeah, that's, that one's awesome. So we've also, speaking of tentacles, we've also got some uh, more tentacles sent to me. Now, it's been two and a half weeks yes. since we've recorded. So we've got a lot of tentacles. And we actually, I made Dawn cut down our list by half. So we did. So for um, Harry and Boy George and Daryl, we'll get to yours shortly in the next episode. But this first episode, there's so many tentacles already. So there's Chip the Tentacle Guy with an ass hat. Or was it a hitchhiker? It was a um, really cool tattoo of a tentacle, but there's also an actual tentacle per thing, octopi, on the person. So it was like, is this actually somebody writing it, or is they just oh, they found the S? So okay. very cool looking. All right, all right. So, and then on Instagram, Basan, Basanos Shibari, octopus on an octopus tattoo. Oh, I got those backwards. That's the one I meant to talk oh, about. Oh, the... okay. And then uh, JM uh, sent us some jewelry with uh, apparently a $3,000 tentacle pentagram or tentacle pendants. I'm sorry. So a tentacle pentagram. That would be awesome. That would be that particularly would fit in my world. Boy, that would be too hard. Oh, wait. Pentacles have five? Five. You can make a tentacle monster have as many as you want. <laughs> then that's the octopi. And then Bad Bunny sent me this thing called Japanese Kiri. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But what it is is it's artwork that is cut like from a single sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. So like you've got like the single sheet of paper, it's probably bigger though. And they cut out this octopus with all these little shapes and things. And if you put it up to a black wall, it looks like a 3D octopus. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So that one was amazing Great. to watch that. So yeah. So that's all we're gonna do for today. We have a couple more for, but we're holding them off. By the way, um, let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, zero food on boobs. Just oh, saying. Darn, darn. So we don't have time to do much more because we do have our uh, BDSM formal event coming up on 119. That's January 19th, just around the week. If you'd like to be involved in a BDSM, in a formal power exchange mm -hmm. focused play party, but also one of the things we found that people really dig is the living room situation yeah. where you just get to sit and, and share power from that perspective. Yeah, so it's it's here at the space, but we create a living room space yeah. as if it was at a house. Yep. So you've got the living room space and then you've got the play space and then we've got um, another odd room that you would have to look at the event to get a description of that. So that one's gonna be really neat. And tea service and pampering and we limit it to 40 people. All kinds of good stuff. Yes. As well as uh, if you don't catch us there, you'll catch us in the Winter Wickedness on February 1st. Or if you are in the, and obviously a lot of our newsletter people are in the Pennsylvania area, you'll find us there in February 9th. We've got a lot of trips coming up. We have a shitload of trips coming up. And one of them, we're hoping to rent some motorcycles. Our Phoenix one. Yes. Um, and we'll tell you more about that as we go. We're going to be all Yay. over the United States uh, we, we already are. over the first couple of yeah. months. Um, East Coast, West Coast. I don't know about West Coast, but pretty close. I got one in the West Coast. You do? Oh, you do. Uh, well, September. Yeah. So, but it's not presenting. I've heard I don't know actually, if you'll do much talking, will you? I've heard that actually it would be unlikely that I do get thrown under the bus and have to talk. 
Oh, really? Yes. Nice. Um, so right now we're going to bring the, somebody that's not us talking, though. We had a fantastic time. <laughs> well, we talk a little bit in there. We can't help ourselves. <laughs> but there's an interview, and mainly the talking is done by D20 Dame, or T D20 Dom. And actually, I asked her, I said, hey, how do you want to be referred to? So we'll find that out in just a moment. I had a great conversation with her with an area that we're not that familiar with, which is the idea of a single female, multiple male relationship. Awesome. I bet she gets all the double penetration she wants. I bet. How <laughs> lucky. We are back tonight with D20 Dom. And we are talking about something which I know everything about and I know nothing about. The idea of polyamory with multiple partners, I got that one covered, but I've never been in a situation, and I think the word is polyandry, where it's multiple male-bodied people with coming to a, a female-led relationship, or am I even getting close to saying that right? <laughs> yeah. You explain it to me instead of me trying to explain it to you. You're, you're absolutely right. So I fall under the entire umbrella of poly. Amory, but underneath of that with most things there are little individual sects and subsects that will identify different things. For me, I always identified as polyamorous until about five years ago when I started to realize that I was more comfortable when I had only male partners and male partners who were only with me and no one else. And as everyone knows, when you hear that in polyamory, that sounds terrible. That sounds like you're jealous, you're controlling. It sounds like you don't have compersion. It sounds like you're doing everything wrong in poly terms. And so I went to read a little bit more about this and found out that polyandry is a thing. And if it were legal, and I'm using air quotes here, it's basically a form Form of polygamy in which a woman will take two or more husbands and in this case male partners at the same time um, it's something that's been going on since forever in lots of societies um, but it usually has to do with an environmental thing it's usually about protecting villages and keeping things into a certain bloodline or family I think the modern take on it now is just that women have a lot of options and for once it's okay to check out all those options and be ethically non-monogamous with people and so I've chosen to do that with um, men who will support my female um, dominance over the entire relationship and also just know that I am the center of attention because why not <laughs> Why not indeed? And I can, even though Dawn's not on the podcast, I can hear her thinking lucky. <laughs> so do the, um, and you're in this situation now, right? I am currently in this situation now. I have a nesting partner um, of 11 years. I have a husband of less than a year. And I also have a, another partner who is male and he identifies as monogamish. Um, and we have boundaries set in place for that. Um, and we've been dating for a couple of years now. So right now I'm currently seeing three male partners who all know each other, who all have met, who literally all just saw each other yesterday to hang out and play board games. Um, and so sometimes it's a, it's perfect harmony and sometimes it's not. And I think that's with any poly relationship. Um, I think with poly Andrew more so it's a lot of 
it's a lot of ego that you need to watch out for because these are guys who are doing something that society has told them is wrong. And I think a lot of times they get wrapped up in the idea of, well, if you can, why can't I? And to those men, I say, you can, but not with me. I'm not the person for you then, if that's the case. Is it a situation where they are expected in, in a male focused with multiple females that we hear the term one penis policy. Mm-hmm. Is it a one vagina policy that they have? It is a one pussy policy that we have right now. And again, I know that that can be frowned upon, um, but I am very open to playing with my partners and other people. Um, one of my partners, we we do scenes together with male and female people. Um, my And my other partner has done things with female people with, without me being there. Um, but as far as actual penetrative sex, then yes, it will only be here that I am requesting you stick your penis. Do you get strange feedback from other poly people? Because it's not, it's not that much different from other relationships, but it is something you don't see too much of. It is absolutely. And so I think when I first tried to explain it to people, a lot of people wanted to tie it to uh, my kink. And they, they thought like, oh, this is just a kink of yours and you'll get over it. And um, I kept trying to explain, no, I don't think this is a kink. This is just how I've been. And even when I was a teenager and in, and in college and going forward into early adulthood, I realized for me at least, I did not want to put all of my um, hopes and requirements and desires on one male partner. Um, and it's worked out very well for me to have multiple men at my service, so to speak, but I'm also at their service. So I try to be an equal 50-50 partner to them, even though it may seem from the outside that I don't have the same, I'm I'm holding them to a double standard. Um, And I think once they consensually agreed to be in a relationship like this, then the double standard is gone because they've agreed to be into this dynamic. Okay. Do do you find... A lot of peers, you know, I mean, a lot for a lot of time, it's very valuable for me to go hang out with other people in similar relationships. Mm-hmm. And do you have a lot of peers around that you can share the kind of things that you're going through? I do not. I am on the FetLife group for polyandry. There's not many people there. I think it's just a little over 1,500 members in that group. And so I constantly watch that group to see what's going on there. Um, my, my family and all my friends know that I'm polyandrous and that I'm kinky. So this wasn't really a leap for anyone for me to come here. But okay. meeting someone who has more than one male partner and where they are all not submissive or in a kink dynamic together has been very hard for me to find because um, two of my partners are one partner is fully vanilla. One is not nearly as hardcore as kinky as I am. And the other one is my submissive. And so it's been hard for me to find someone who understands this is not a kink thing. This has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with female dominance or submission. This is just a lifestyle choice that I'm making. Fantastic. Well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. And this has got nothing to do with anything except for my personal interest. What board games do you guys play? What board games did you all get together and play? 
Oh, I, I can't imagine it's terribly com competitive. There's enough <laughs> ego already out there. It is very competitive. I am very competitive. Um, all my friends <laughs> are over, and I will let anyone know I hate losing, but I love winning. So um, I do my best to learn games as best as I can. So we played a new game last night, which I thought was really interesting, and that was Snake Oil. Okay. It's a game where there's one judge and you get to choose what your profession is. And they have things like one was two sided. So one was a ninja and one was a mortician and that person picks what they are. And then everyone looks in their hand and they can only use two cards of random words to try and sell an item to that profession or that person. And so that was hilarious. We really, uh, really loved that. That game really got everyone uh, cracking up. So that was fun. I will look for that one. We have a, a kinky and geeky event coming up so awesome. d20 dom where can i find out more stuff about you and polyandry and the stuff that you do sure so always find me on fat life under that name d20 dom i'm usually on there posting or starting threads or um, updating my statuses there i'm on my website mundane to miss.com i'm on instagram at d20 dom as well and i'm also doing writings around the web so it shouldn't be hard to find Fantastic. Thanks for very much for being on the show again. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at Beyond the Love or at, or at a kink event sometime soon. Hopefully. Thanks.